Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Monday morning. Let's take a look at that Brooklyn Bridge. What do you think, Key? Foggy today. A little, a little overcast, a little fog, something. All right. That's your conduit on the way home, right? Hey. Uh, don't tell people where Key lives. Stop. <laughs> We've already given the neighborhood, to be honest oh, with God. you. Oh, <laughs> God. How do done. people go jet skiing in the East River? I don't understand. You're from the East Coast, you tell me. I don't do that, brown though. I see water. it, I'm like, ugh. You the know. brown water, though. The mob is real out here. Like, I don't like, mess with that water. When we moved out, obviously, I've been in New York, lived in New York, whatever, whatever. But when I finally came back for this go-round, and we were, I don't know, we were hanging out, eating, hanging out over in the Dumbo area, whatnot, walking, and seeing people out there jet skiing and stuff nah. in the summer, I was like, man, these people, just gross. And then somebody actually fell in. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I was like, come on. Like walk, washing away the toxic brown, gloss brown over water. your goggles. I but can't. y'all, same thing in Jersey, though, the water the same. Well, first off, no need to be disrespectful to Jersey. Our shores are, are nice. Disrespectful to you Jersey. See, Zubin, I need you to defend this right now. Don't the become water, quiet. The water is brown. It's, it's like, not brown water in Jersey. What color is it then? It's blue. Yeah, right. It's nice. That's the same thing. We went out to the Hamptons in the summertime. Oh, it's such a that's a man, that water looked like mud. You mean Montauk? That's your spot. <laughs> All that whole that's area. That's your spot. No, the your water was Montauk. brown. People you wear the act sweater like they every day. was really like in the middle of they act like they was in the middle of the Caribbean or something. Key, how many days have you worn that Montauk sweater, though? I like the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sag Harbor. Sag, like that Sag Harbor hoodie. Sag that, Harbor hoodie. Yeah, Sag Harbor. Cool. Right. The water is disgusting. <laughs> next to a $10 million house. <laughs> next to, no, next to a $50 million house. The water house. in California ain't that much better. It depends on where in California. Where? T- break me down. Break if, it down. If you go south, the water is better. Okay. Like if you're going into Orange County, San Diego, the water is better. But LA is like... certain stretches of Malibu is good. If you get up in the Santa Barbara area, a little bit better. It's too cold, man. I didn't. You didn't ask me the wet. I mean, how warm it would be. You said it's not much better. Okay. Best water but out there is Miami. All, Miami, right? I can't swim, so I ain't getting in the water. <laughs> you can't swim? No, no. And I'm not afraid to. Kid, tell you. You're an elite athlete. Okay, so now I got to take you back to childhood. <laughs> Yeah, but the, growing the story. up in the projects and apartment buildings, you don't have swimming pools. I went to the Y. Hold on, let me. My older brothers and sisters wouldn't want the little snotty nosed brother running behind them, so <laughs> they would leave me home and wouldn't take me swimming. So I never really learned how to swim. That's messed up, man. I. It is what it is. What you want me to do? I'm gonna get you some That's floaties. Why, we gonna go swimming? No, I'm not. <laughs> Every pool I've ever built, six feet or less. Oh, no. I need to be able to walk across. <laughs> <laughs> That's, the That's truth. some first class stuff right what? there. That's I like the truth. <laughs> no diving. No, no diving in There's no need to dive. Now, my kids, they swim <laughs> like fish. I can take them and throw them and they go in the middle of the ocean because they grew up, they're growing up different. They grew up with pools and I didn't. I'd love to see a 48 year old man in floaties. Me that too. Would be- I would, oh, no, I, the no, goggles no, no. too, everything. Put it this way if <laughs> I can swim from one end to the next and I'm fine, you can swim but, if you had to. In a pool, from one end to the next. <laughs> but I better hurry up and get away. I better hurry up. See you laughing. But I better hurry up and get to the other end because the whole oh the doggy paddling. I'm done. I'm going down like a rock. You're like a frog. You look good on top and below. Everything's going crazy. Wait, y'all just panicking like I, serious panic. But uh, I, but wait, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just laughing with laugh, you. Because oh. I make fun of myself. <laughs> but crying. I do things like get on jet skis. <laughs> you know, I'll life jack the whole deal. So I was in the Florida Keys like two years ago for my birthday or whatever. <sighs> and me and my wife, we fell off the jet skis. 
Your wife had to save you? No, I was good. But wait, because I, when I fell, I rolled on my back and I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to hurry to get to the jet ski. It, you know, the water moving, so the jet ski was moving further away from me. My wife said, my eyes, she, she was laughing. She, she had me. Everybody had me. But you talk about being scared, oh. man. Damn. I was like, and Key, I love you though. You, you, man, you courageous. You courageous though, because if, if I couldn't swim, I wouldn't be going on no damn jet yeah, ski. Yeah, them, them workouts in the pool with the team and stuff like that. Y'all go ahead, man. I'm gonna think about something. Yeah, I'm gonna think about doing something different. I'm do my workout on the beach. <laughs> go ahead, Zubin. Get back to sports. I know yeah. you're dying. I see you over there. You just wait. Yeah, let's get back. I can swim quite well. So I'm sure you can. I just, I can't swim. <sighs> so here's the deal: sink or swim. Okay, sink or swim. For these two quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger <sighs> and Drew Brees. I'm trying to make the tie as well as I can. It's our poll question this morning. Essentially, which team would be better off if their quarterback retired? Now, obviously, all the things we're hearing from the Steelers is that, look, I mean, we are kind of willing to bring Ben back. We extended an olive branch. We'll have to see what the money is. Ben in January, jokingly, but, you know, you understand what he's saying. He would play for free. He wants yeah, right. to go back. He wants more Lombardis with an S. So would it be better off without moving on from Ben or moving on from Drew? And then Drew's video over the weekend sparked some speculation that he may not be done as well. But Keith threw a little cold water from the pool on that. So here's a couple of responses before we get to the other young guns that still got plenty of football left. At Quinton Payton 56, Big Ben is washed. They're better off trying to get a QB in the draft or free agency. Interesting to note that the Steelers do have the 24th overall pick and Ben Roethlisberger, for whatever it's worth, was actually drafted outside of the top 10. So, you know, he's drafted at 11 back in the day, so if they want to go late first round, they can get him. Jay Meltz, 420. Ben, at least Drew still has some fire in him. I don't see any fire left in Ben whatsoever. If Ben got hurt like Drew did last year, he'd definitely be retired already. Squealers, I guess that's a uh, play on Steelers, need to go on ahead and turn that page. I think New Orleans could squeeze one last year mm -hmm. from Drew. See, I... I I'm not as harsh as some of those Twitter people because they're bored right now. But I would say New Orleans probably can get away because they have a better cast around Drew Brees. They probably can get away with going with Drew Brees one more. I don't necessarily know that Pittsburgh can get away with an emerging Cleveland, a strong Baltimore that's retooled their offense. Um, best young quarterback might best be Burrow, young to be quarterbacks <laughs> Burrow now in Cincinnati I don't know that they want to continue now look they, they may go ahead and do it but I think New Orleans is in better shape if they brought Drew Brees back opposed to Pittsburgh bringing Big Ben back Jay just because I you know Juju may be gone it's just a lot they don't have a running game the defense is is good but they got questions with injuries and I think New Orleans have a better shot at doing something with Drew Brees with everybody coming back healthy. Pittsburgh's already been thinking about rebuilding, starting over, right? Yeah. I mean, even Juju Smith the other day saying, hey, I wish I can get signed. I mean, just a lot of moving parts there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, I said this when I saw the way the Saints lost to Tampa Bay. I said, you know, everybody's sitting here saying it's, it's over for Drew. He's going to retire. I was like, man, I, that would leave such a bad taste in my mouth, Key if that's the way I had to go out. Well, I don't see Drew Brees retiring right now. I think he's going to come back for one more year. Th those guys are not healthy. Drew Brees was coming back off barbecue ribs, uh, meaning his ribs were barbecued. So I'm not, not well done. Yeah, not well done. Little, uh, yeah, They might have been well done. Uh, Michael Thomas had ankle injuries. 
Uh, Alva Kamara was dealing with the COVID situation. So it's like they had a lot going on with the three stars on the offensive side of the ball. I think they can run it back. Not only, I think, not only did Drew Brees have rib issues, he had a shoulder issue as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, let's see him get healthy and go from zero to 100 and make a decision whether or not it was a right move for Drew Brees. But he may decide not to play. So this may be a wasted conversation. That video made it look like he was going to play. Well, that you know bit. how it is, though, I, Jay. I know, but, 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 Key, like, if you're, if you're, you know, for anybody, if you retire, and I hear it, you're always going to work out. I'm not working out like that. No, but I'm telling you, when I, when I made my decision to join ESPN and retire early, I was working out as people thought I was getting ready to play again. But was there still a slight it part of your all, brain? My brain was, I need to go back on the field. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, though. Like that's, that's a, if that thing lingers, if, if that slight feeling still lingers with Drew Brees but, on top of the way they lost. But if he, get, if he can get, see, the problem is he's under contract. So by being under contract, he's got to make a decision for yep. the organization. When you're not under contract, it's easy to say, well, I'll wait. I'll wait it out for the summer. I'll see what calls I get, training camp. By being under contract, he's got to go in or not go in for mini camps in OTAs. And so he can't hold them hostage, so to speak. That's, that's going to be key. But if he decides to retire mm -hmm. and he can get through a 12-month cycle, mm -hmm then he'll be able to play again, Zubin. I mean, he'll be able to stay retired and not play again, Zubin. But if he can't, and he got that itch, and he's waking up in the middle of the light in cold sweats, he'll be back on the field. We'll see. The other thing I would mention, this is back-to-back -back seasons he's been injured at 41, so that's something to keep in mind as well. Missed five games and then a ton of time last year. We'll see. He's got a post-football career ready to go whenever he wants to start it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Key is either going with the breaststroke... The floaty, or, the yeah. floaty stroke. <laughs> Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Oh. Michael Phelps has nothing to worry about. <laughs> I think, I think his legacy he is secure. He has nothing to worry about anyway. <laughs> his legacy now my daughter, is secure. I'll show you video during the break. All right. On the way, we talked about Russell Wilson earlier in the program. Perhaps if Drew Brees, Jay thinks he might be back for a year, but if he isn't, Wilson said one of his choices could be New Orleans. How likely is it if one of the four really is in play? We'll ask our NFL insider about that next. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Fellas, one thing we haven't dug into this morning, and we'll dig into it in a second because duty calls. Kimberly A. Martin is ready to go. Technology is now our friend. She is an ESPN NFL reporter and the co-host of the First Take her Kim take a. podcast with Charlie Arnold and Shanae Agumake. I was uh, looking Still at it the other day. <laughs> looking at it the other day. They're Here talking. They're talking all <laughs> things. Sarah Thomas, the uh, Super Bowl official. They talk Urban Meyer. They talk The Bachelor. They talk The Bachelorette, which Jeez. oddly we were actually talking about this morning <laughs> as well. Anything for you? One stop shop. And by the way, the you. reviews are very good on Apple Podcasts. Far better than our reviews. I'll tell you that. She joins us this morning Jeez. on the Goodyear Holiday. You can build her up without breaking us down. I mean, why? It's not greeny. Show. Like See, this have, is why they, I love Zoo. They have 100. This is just facts. I'm the sports center guy. Facts. 116 four and a half star reviews. All right, let's keep building. We're waddling it around. Everybody can win. Nope, 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 nope. Everybody can keep winning together. <laughs> well, there team. goes our show. Well, nice but as always, as a disclaimer for everybody, please do not go into the comment section. If you want to just please stay away from the comment section. All right, Kim, I can't stay away from this uh, possibility because we're wondering why Drew Brees may have put that video out there. He posted it. He could have just, you know, privately worked out and not posted it. Russell Wilson's talked about possibly looking at the Saints if, if a trade were to come to fruition, one of his four what are the realistic possibilities now? And we look, we said it was a long shot with Aaron Rodgers, and that got shot down. What about the Seahawks and Russell Wilson? Long shot or getting shorter on a possible trade? You know, guys, this offseason, more than any, we can't rule out absolutely anything being possible, right? With that said, you know, when I talk to people around the league, the thing they, they always hit me back with, yes, he's not going anywhere. Ru- Russell's not going anywhere. Um, but I think it's interesting that, you know, he, it's, you know, it's almost like, Hey honey, you know, I would never want to leave you, but if I did like Rihanna, Beyonce, like I got a whole like list of people that I would go after. It's sort of like the fact that he, his agent and him even have a list is telling. And I think that speaks to his level of frustration and his desire to be seen as, um, I don't know if Russell feels like like he's just a, a system. He's just a, a product of the system in Seattle because I clearly don't view him like that, and I'm sure you guys don't. But he clearly is unhappy. And I think that's what – I think the QB discord, I think that's a recurring theme we've heard this offseason heading to the Super Bowl and beyond. So while I think it's very unlikely based on the conversations I'm having – um, but you never know if somebody like a Jerry Jones going to be like, Hey, Russell, you know, and use Russell as, as sort of, uh, leverage in his talks with Dak, you know, the idea that Russell is even, um, could potentially even consider leaving Seattle means that every team with QB needs or looking to upgrade should at least place a few calls, but whether it happens, I doubt it, but, but it is interesting that he's so unhappy. Kim, let me ask you this. Yes, if if Deshaun Watson never came and said anything about anything, will we be hearing anything from Russell Wilson? If Deshaun said nothing and he just was still mm-hmm. playing in Houston, would we be hearing anything from Russell Wilson? Because it feels mm-hmm. like a copycat to me. Mm-hmm. It, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know the answer. I think it's I think behind the scenes, 
there's been chatter over the years about Russell's unhappiness, how this team drafts, how they go after free agents, focusing on defense, you know, the the O-line slowly deteriorating and him having, you know, getting hit a lot. I think the chatter has been there, but it's never come to the forefront. So the fact that, you know, Aaron Rodgers making it known, like, I'm damn good and I need to, you know, like, like, I want to play here. That's up to management. But, you know, you got Deshaun talking, you know, through his agent or through the media or whatever. Um, I think it builds on itself. I think a lot of guys are talking about QB empowerment. Um, You know, I think it it, it is interesting that guys are sort of like, hey, now, like if Aaron and and Drew and Brady, they're going to be able to do their thing. Like, I want to be seen. I want to be treated like, you know, I'm the offensive playmaker. The offense goes through me. I make things happen. You know, this isn't just, hey, we're going to run the ball 100 times. And then, you know, the fourth quarter, if we're trailing, like, I got to come save the day. Like, I, you know, the fact that we even needed a let Russ cook campaign, like, that is part of the frustration. Would it have come out to this degree? No. Would we be talking about teams? We're talking about, oh, he could he would want to go to the Saints and then maybe the Cowboys and you know, the Bears and Raiders? I don't think so, but I think as more players prom and it's the prominent players, it's the QBs who have juice or think they deserve more juice that are speaking up. I think it breathes on itself that guys are more willing to put feelers out and possibly force, force their teams into some action. Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, co-host of first take her take. Uh, with Charlie Arnold and Shanae Agumake. Did I say it right? You got it. You got it. You got it. Hey, just want to make sure I got it right. Show is much better than ours, according to Zubin (laughs) Mahente. But let me ask you this, Kimberly. You could just take a swing at it. If he comes back to Seattle and he plays in Seattle, Mm -hmm. how will the locker room receive him knowing that in the past it's been some issues with Russ in that locker room with some of their star players? Mm, see, like, the issues, the so-called issues that were happening before, like, those guys aren't really here. So I think if I'm in that Seattle locker room, like, I know I'm, I want to catch balls from Russell Wilson. I, I want to run the ball alongside him. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you're a member of that team, you know you are better off with Russell Wilson. So anytime players can advocate for themselves. I think it's a good thing. I don't think another player should begrudge another guy for um, speaking his truth or feeling like, Hey man, you know, I I deserve to, to get paid. Like I'm not getting paid like some of these top tier guys. And I consider myself among them. I don't think there should be issues. I think the real question is the issues with Russell, Pete Carroll, the front office, like if things start to fester, Mm-hmm. If Russell is already, if his agent or, or Russell is already put out teams that he considered going to, you know, as a GM, if you're John Sire, you're like, okay, I want to keep Russell clearly. But if one of these teams falls into some crazy package, I got to listen, at least listen. Not say I got to pull the trigger, but I at least have to listen. And that now, Russell's now put you in, a, in, in the position to field calls for a guy that you may not want to give up. So I don't think... The issue is really with the locker room. I think it's how, you know, how bad is their tension with him and Pete Carroll? And if so, how bad is it? And will that continue to fester as the year goes on? Because then what do you do in 2021 and then beyond? 
that's the real issue for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Kim A, you are no longer yeah. A. Martin. You are now Jerry Jones. If you're having a hard time getting this deal done with Dak Prescott, do you make the deal for Russell Wilson? Do you make the call? Oh, I make the call, yeah. I make the call. If I'm Jerry Jones and I've, I've been dangling Dak around for years, yeah, I make the call. Because at the very least, Russ is cheaper per year over the next few years. I'd have to pay Russ less. Um, you know, I think if you look based on how the salaries have to set up and, and team structures and stuff like that, it, you may end up coming out better financially getting Russell. If I'm Jerry Jones and I'm trying, and I'm try, I've tried to milk this situation and find any leverage I can, I use Russ as leverage with Dak um, at the very least. Like, even though I've said, like, Dak is my guy, you know, maybe, you know, I make a few calls, like maybe, maybe I let it filter out. Like, you know, we, you know, the Cowboys have expressed interest in Russell, you know, kind of thing. Maybe that spurs some action here. Don't, don't know if it will, but if I'm Jerry, yeah. I mean, the chance to get Russell. Yeah. I think now people debate whether Russell is better than Jack, right? There, there are people cause I've had conversations <laughs> over the past few days with people about whether Russell is better than Jack. Hey, and the question is they, right here. <laughs> and they bring up the question of well, Russell. They bring up the point that Russell has had a better supporting cast over the over the last few years. So, you know, is it apples to apples? No, but I think Russell represents the one one of the big available QBs who could match the appeal of the star, like match the star power of the star. Dak is. The Cowboys, right? But if you're going to replace them with somebody, that's instant juice when you bring Russell in. That's fair. It would be a fair-for-fair fair swap, which you often don't see when trades are executed. For number four in Dallas, four options. Long-term deal, he's done. Franchise him and move on. Franchise him and trade him. We'll wait to see what happens. It's one of, the NFL's, no <laughs> one of the NFL's biggest stories. Oh, in, don't hold your breath. Oh, you didn't get my call? Wait, you didn't? Oh, my people are supposed to call you people. They didn't? Oh, nope. man. I got, okay, I got to knock some heads around. Okay. Kim, All right, maybe that's the reason why the show is doing so well. Yes. It's according like the Sean, to and, the, <laughs> according like the to Sean and the Texans. You know. We're going straight to voicemail. Hey, we're not even, we're not <laughs> even picking up. <laughs> I will say this. This is the first time in recorded history I was being told, stop talking about how good one of our podcasts is. Okay, so I'll, I'll stop doing that. New episodes drop on um, every Wednesday. And like I said, there are about four episodes out right now. And as I've been listening, you, you know, if you know, a lot of podcasts, if you don't listen during the day, then it's like dated. But a lot of their conversation is topical. They had some Jersey conversations, parenting conversations. It's good stuff. Great stuff. And you can check it out anywhere you get podcasts. Thank you so much, Kim. Thanks, guys. Uh, That's Kimberly A. Martin on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Off to SportsCenter, and then the question, can you drive yourself to an NBA title if you're not at full strength and we're not talking about the team you're thinking about? But we'll start with the NBA this morning with the Knicks defeating the Pistons, routing them 109-90. The Knicks are now in fourth place in the Eastern Conference. A reminder, they have not made the playoffs since the 2012-2013 season. Although in that year, they did advance one round. If you're wondering what is next for the juggernaut New York Knicks, they will be in San Antonio on Tuesday. Huge matchup in college basketball tonight. The second time in three days, Oklahoma State will take on Oklahoma 9 Eastern tonight on ESPN, ESPN Radio, all a part of Big Monday. and You can hear it on the radio here 
as well. Oklahoma State's Cade Cunningham, many people think could be the first pick in the draft. He balled out of control on Saturday. 40-point double-double. He had 10 of his 40 in overtime mm. as Oklahoma State defeats their arch rival in Bedlam in OT. They'll go at it again tonight, again, 9 Eastern. Oklahoma State looking for the sweep, 94-90 Saturday. We'll see what happens tonight. Black History Always, we honor Pro Bowl defensive back and the CBS analyst, Irv Cross, who died Sunday at 81 years old. This came across late Sunday night. He spent 23 years at CBS and was part of one of the greatest pregame shows in television history, the NFL Today, with Brent Musburger, Irv Cross, Phyllis George, and the late Jimmy the Greek. Snyder Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. As a business owner, time is your most valuable resource. That's why Indeed is instant match, post a sponsored job, and Indeed instantly searches millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates who bet fit your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit back to the NBA. Five down flex. Five down flex. Jay's got five fingers up. That only means one thing. It's time to run the point. And, of course, we always got five starters on the floor, right? So let's start with, of course... At five. Okay, I want you to listen to this. Jay wanted it to be in this specific order. Oh, man. Key dishing those down. Larry <laughs> Bird does not equal Luka Doncic. Yes, and Luka Doncic does not equal Larry Bird. I'm going to sound like an old man here, Key. Why do we always have to... And Look, Larry Bird is one of the best to ever play it. I know that is seen as something respectful for Luka. But why do we always have to compare white players to other white players? It really annoys me. You like, compare black players to black players? Uh, yeah, but it's like <laughs> every time you see a good Caucasian player, all he reminds me of this other great Caucasian player. Like, no, a Caucasian player can remind you of a black player or a Latin player. It does not matter. This drives me crazy. I'm glad Lucas shut it down. First of all, he moves way different than Larry Bird. Yes. Way, way different. Like, he can put the ball between his legs and all sorts of stuff. Larry really wasn't moving like that. I mean, they both kind of move a little slow, but Luca got some stuff where you'd be like, oh, okay, and he was taking dudes off the cup. Yeah. I mean, to the cup. Luca reminds me of LeBron James. It's okay to say that. No disrespect to Larry Bird, because he's a beast. I'm just, that different really annoys players, me. But yeah. different players. Tyler Hero reminds me of Sacramento's Jason King. No, he does not. I'm sorry. They're both white. That's all they have in common. Luca turned 22 Jeez, yesterday. But the you only... know how it goes. I, I hate it, though. I hate it, though. But if he... you're a little slot receiver and you white, you're Wes Welker. Oh, you're Cole Beasley. Or you're Cole Beasley. Or you're Julie Edelman. Young. Or that's just... Or Wayne Corbett. Yeah. It's like... So stop. annoying. The only thing I would say, and I, I totally agree with you, Jay, the only thing this comparison is taking on extra steam is because it was first floated a couple years ago by Cedric Maxwell, African-American player, who yeah. won a couple titles with Larry Cornbread. in Boston. Okay. Right. Cedric Maxwell said that, so people are saying, hey, this guy obviously knows of what he speaks. He played with Make Bird. me hungry, that cornbread reference right there. Bro. Hot water cornbread? The key's with the hot water. Hot water cornbread. Hot water cornbread, you know cornbread. Hot yeah. Hot cornbread, Every segment you bring up food, you That's bring up hot water That's the only kind of cornbread, Subin. <laughs> Next <Jiffy>. up. <laughs> At four. We need the mixing to be better than Jiffy. We can't go Oh, through. God. My the mother old, would Keith, go crazy. Key's old life. Nobody wants to be in Houston. Nobody. Nobody wants to be in Houston. Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be in Houston. James Harden turned down a, a two-year extension for $50 million a year to be in Houston. Victor Oladipo last night turned down a short-term extension. Granted, he probably wants a more long-term contract. And I also have to say this. Damn, that was an embarrassing game last night, Key. They played the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies won 133-84. to Guess how much Memphis's bench scored, Key? How much? 85 points! Memphis's bench outscored. Uh, it, that that that's it's outscored Houston. That's bothersome for Houston just in general. It's really 
shame what's happening in Houston right now all the way around. It's total rebuild, right? I mean, that's just what it is. They completely blew the thing up. I know, but between basketball and football, which is our show, which is what we covered, I'm just trying to find something positive. To they talk still to got team. the cheating Astros. Oh, jeez. Mm. Didn't have a garbage can. Had to go to the mic real quick. Number three. At three. Julius Randle is Chris Bosh in Toronto. Actually, Julius Randle, the season that he's having right now is better than any season that Chris Bosh has had. Now, I know people are saying, hey, Jay, Will, you're crazy. Brandon Turnery, actually, on our own show, was able to break this down. Chris Bosh, I know he's 11-time All-Star, multiple NBA champion. I'm not talking about accolades, but the season he's having right now, 24 points, 11 rebounds, six assists per game, is better than any individual season that Chris Bosh has had, even when he was with Toronto. Why are they comparing? Why, what's, why are they bringing Chris Bosh into Julius Randle's conversation? Because, hey, they're both lefties. Oh. Games are similar. Okay. They both kind of play the same similar position. But what Julius Randle is doing right now, no disrespect to CB. CB won all-time legends. Obviously played with LeBron James, D-Wade, won championships. But what Julius Randle is doing right now is special. Different body types. One dude is super long. The other dude is kind of, you know, kind of yeah. got a little Bump muscle to him. To him yeah. yeah. Julius Randle more of a banger, too. But can knock down the three. Time to get a little serious here. At two. LeBron to Zlatan. Quote, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, the international soccer superstar. Quote, I would never shut up about things that are wrong. Before Jay weighs in, here is LeBron James. Over the weekend, if I could say this colloquially, I guess the bottom line is Zlatan was the latest guy to tell LeBron right now it might be better to shut up and dribble. And LeBron told him to shut up. There's no way uh, I will ever just stick to sports because I understand how you know, how this platform, how powerful my voice is. And he can just ask uh, Renee uh, Montgomery, you know, if I would have shut up and just dribbled. Um, seeing that beautiful black woman today, um, you know, be a part of a, a group, part of an ownership group now with the Atlanta Dream down in Atlanta. And uh, it's funny he say that because I believe in like 2018, he was the same guy who said uh, when he was back in Sweden, talking about the same things um, because his last name wasn't a certain last name that uh, he felt like it was some racism going on when he was out on the pitch. Right. He did say that. Right. Yeah. I thought he was, I thought he said that. So I speak from a very educated mind. Um, so um, I'm kind of the wrong guy to actually go at because I do my homework. Look, you may not like it. You may disagree. You may have a differing, uh, differing opinion politically, but every player has the right to speak up his mind. You know, Zlatan, if that's how you feel, okay. But I'm always going to respect a guy like LeBron or a guy like Keyshawn or a guy like myself that decides to utilize their platform to speak out for millions of people that don't get a chance to be heard. Now, some of the interesting tweets I've gotten and Man, DMs I've had with people, Key, no, listen to this. Well, LeBron's part of the black elite in L.A. He doesn't... He doesn't connect anymore with the people that actually, you know, pushing for things like Black Lives Matter or involved in the streets. Well, LeBron James also spent 17, 18 years of his life coming from that background. I think he has the right to speak out for a lot of people that come from that background. And I don't I don't even know why we got to this place where all of a sudden I'm going to tell you, don't do this right now. It, stick to your sport. Damn, Zlatan. Like, I liked you. I, I still respect you as a player. I just lost a little respect for you as a person now. That's how I feel. You're entitled to feel whatever way you're entitled to feel. When was the last time Zlatan been any, in any black community at all, at all, other than maybe when he played in L.A. in Carson, which is predominantly a Polynesian community with a few blacks sprinkled around? Where, 
I mean, I don't... It's whatever, man. I get tired of people trying to tell athletes that they should stay in their lane and be quiet and don't do this and don't do that from a political standpoint. He's uplifting his community. He's doing everything that he can to reach back down and help those less fortunate. Like... I get, Zlatan is entitled to his opinion, and yeah, I'm entitled, entitled to not like his opinion. He's entitled to his opinion, and we are entitled to not like his opinion. Exactly. Yeah, last so thing. the hell with him. Yep. Yeah, the last thing I Moving would say, on. if you're wondering exactly what he was referencing LeBron was, Ibrahimovic doesn't exactly sound like a Swedish name. He's from Sweden. He has a Bosnian background, which is where Ibrahimovic comes from, but LeBron essentially saying, hey, remember when you were talking about being harassed because of your name in your home country, now the shoe's on the other foot. So that's exactly what that was in regard to. Last one. Woo. And running point. Like we are PG Network. Number one. Not not PG, not Paul George. Yeah. We're going to go. The Nets can win a title without KD. We know he obviously is out with the hamstring right now. It's not crazy to think about. Let's say AD does not come back. If AD doesn't come back, I don't think the Lakers are the favorite to win it. You might have Utah in that scenario. You might have the Clippers, even though they look bad the other night against Milwaukee. But watching the Nets play with James Harden, who is my front runner to win MVP as of right now, if you ask me to pick it today, with Kyrie Irving and the way they play, they are positioned to win an NBA championship. I don't think they have three superstars. If KD's not available, this team still has enough if AD does not play, if AD plays, I'm still going to have the Lakers as a favorite if they're at full strength. But if AD does not play and KD does not play, I still think the Nets can win a championship. It speaks volumes about this team. Is it, is it my eyes or does James Harden just look like he's in better shape or the best shape that he's been in in such a long time? Man, like he just looks quick. He like, got that pop to him. He lost yeah, he about looked, 25 yeah, pounds. he looked like he got that pop. I just seen him boop, boop, boop to the cup on somebody. I'm like, okay, all right. That's a little different. And for all this stuff that everybody keeps talking about him and Kyrie, man, they've really meshed well together. It's uh, it's for scary now. how talented they are. What you, what you about to say? For now. For now. <laughs> and doing it for now without Durant. We will see. So that's running the point. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by man, Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Oh, man, hotline. that's my only segment I get a chance to shoot the rock, Key. Your name is first, baby. Pass it, man. Give it up. <laughs> Give it to Zubin. Let Zubin knock it down from distance. Zubin's first. going on timeout. For a second there, I thought you were talking about Harden, because uh, he is passing it. I mean, to look at his Harden's assist numbers, which is another thing yeah, a lot of people don't talk about. Almost 11 assists? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. What you can just LeBron knock it down. two years ago? It was what like was a 10.4. No, last year, like 10.4, 10.5. Yeah, Draymond Green also up there, too. First time in his career, LeBron led the league in assists again, Straight doing by. things amazing. All right, on the way, here's this statement. Uh -oh. Our NFL insider, our NFL analyst, is going to proclaim this. He did last week. So what does he mean, and who's he talking about when he says, you don't play, you don't pay good players great money. You don't pay good players great money. Oh, Dan, I lost him. Who is Dan indeed? I need to get my money back then. Talking about. That's after Jay has this from Straight Talk Wireless. Actually, Key has this oh, one. Oh, so does he? Sorry yeah, don't worry. That. That's why no, we communicate. Time out. 30 time second timeout. 30 second timeout. That's right. It's time for some straight talk. Your tax return could look different this year, but you're still gonna hear a lot of noise about how to spend it. Some will the big sum. So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can set your Samsung Galaxy 851 for just $199. Plus, get 
$45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan. Don't be laughing, Jay. Zubin got us all wrong here. With no contract of America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune in to Straight Talk, Straight Talk, Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Clean it up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, this is Dan Orlovsky. And the most influential woman in my life is absolutely my wife. First of all, every day I desire to be a husband worthy of her and a father worthy of her kids. But I'm also not in the seat without her. And a couple years ago when I got done playing football, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do for work. And I thought, well, maybe I'll get into business. And I started to do that. And then she sat me down one day and said, stop being stupid. Go do something that you love. Do something that you're passionate about and do something that you're great at. She believed in me when it came to television before anybody else ever did, including myself. She's the reason why I sit on ESPN daily. I love her, I'm thankful for her, and she is absolutely the most influential woman in my life. Great words there as we begin Women's History Month. March is Women's History Month and the most important woman in Dan's life. I think she made a right call and Dan is out to a great start in Act Two. And as a guy that's only been in Act 1, never really played, sometimes it's difficult for athletes to find that Act 2. What do you want to do that's going to fulfill you and give you the energy that you had at the highest level of sport? It's very hard to match. I don't know Dan. I don't know Dan's wife at all, but Dan, I'll kick this coverage for sure. I can promise you that. <laughs> over his skis, another oh, cliche. Oh, man, for sure, 100%. <laughs> Not the jet ski, he just over, <laughs> over his skis. And Dan joins us this morning, happily married. The and uh, his, other, his, uh, his better half will make sure to have some critique what as soon up? as we're done this morning. Man, can, Keyshawn can we, can, is accurate. Can, can, Key, can, Keyshawn is accurate with the outkicking coverage thing, yes. Can we talk about the text chain that you and Key had the other day? How long did that text chain go? Bruh. I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Here's the thing, Jay. So you I, gave I, me a headache. Keyshawn, answer the question. Like, Key, Key just doesn't answer the question. Like, he just, he sticks to his point. Like, his point, he rattles off his point. Then there's a rebuttal of a question, and he just continues to go with his point. Like, there was never addressing that's, the question. That's all you trying to read between the lines. You know damn well I answered the question. It just wasn't the answer you were looking for. Well, correct, because the answer wasn't satisfactory. Correct. Like that, that you at some point you did answer the question, but it was like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna throw something out there to see if it sticks. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. But anyway, that conversation was yeah. about Dak Prescott and Dan saying that you yeah. don't pay good players, great players money. So with that being said, I guess I'm going to have to give a lot of my money back, Dan, over the course of my career. <laughs> Uh-oh. We nah, you were again. a great player, kid. Player, key. No, 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 no. You were a great player. 
So tell me and tell us, what did you mean by that comment that you made in reference to Dak Prescott? Okay, so first of all, I think Dak Prescott has been, been a good player in the NFL. Um, bordering on, like, really good player. Never been great. Never, he's had great moments, but he's never been this great player where you could point to and say, okay, he's kind of elevated himself into this space of that top five or six player at the position. And when you do that, there's expectations that, one, now you're, you, you have earned the right to um, demand that kind of financial support from our organization. Two, that you've earned the respect or the ability and thought process to go, okay, when we're down our left tackle or when we're down our two starting receivers or our defense goes on a bad six-week stretch and they give up 30 points a game, we're going to be okay because you're that great of a player. When you do that, that's when you feel okay paying that guy. Dak hasn't done that. And so the Cowboys, has Dak played the financial game and the franchise tag and all that well? Absolutely. And so if he wants to continue to do that and get that number one dollar, He's done, he's walked those right steps. But he also has to understand that when he does that or if he does that, they're not going to win a lot of football games. It's just really hard to do that in the NFL while being just a good quarterback, trending on really good quarterback. And so he has to ask himself that question. And so the Cowboys, you know, like if they want to go down that road, they're not going to be very good as a football team. It's too hard. Look at what's happening in Seattle. You pay Russell Wilson top dollar. You should have. But it's really hard to find ways to win a Super Bowl in that aspect. So that was my whole thing. He's been a good player. He has not been a great player. Therefore, asking for great money is unrealistic. Dio, is there a world where we can actually see Russell Wilson traded? Is it actual, actually possible? Dude, 100%, Jay. All of us, all of us need to reshape the, the way we think about the offseason and the way we think about quarterbacks and, and organizations, the way we think about teams' willingness to take cap hits or a quarterback's willingness to be aggressive and force his way out of a situation. I think the Seattle thing with Russell Wilson is one of two things. This is either about Pete Carroll or it's about Brandon Legacy long-term. Put it simply, if this is about Pete Carroll in Seattle, you fire Pete Carroll. Russell Wilson, you sit down with him, why it happened, what happened, how it happened, and who do you want for the next head coach? If it's about Brandon Legacy, the 10, 20-year road for Russell Wilson and him trying to become potentially the, the Magic Johnson of the NFL, his mind is already made up. One more year in Seattle is not going to change that. And then this flips to the organization, and they have to sit back and go, okay, his star is as bright as it's ever been. We got to get as much as we can for him. Dan, let me ask you this. First of all, Pete Carroll's not going anywhere. He's basically the acting owner of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so he's running that show. Let me ask you this, though, about Russ. In, in all quarterbacks, and all players for that matter, is system kind of driven guys. If sure. you remove Russell from a solid defense in a running game, can he advance that team? based on his arm and his legs, sort of like an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Big Ben when he was young. Can he do that? Oh, he has for years in Seattle. You know, <laughs> I mean, this Keith, they were, I think, eight or nine games through the season. They were six and two, and they, had, they were on track to be historically the worst defense in the history of the NFL. So he's, he's, he's shown that. 
I would, I'll, I'll put it this way. If Russell Wilson leaves Seattle, they are, they are a three or four win football team. And that might be kindly. Russell Wilson, that's amazing of a player. Indeed. As we know, Russell Wilson is still in search of that first MVP award. They got off to that best start in franchise history at 5-0, and then hit the skids, then everything came to fruition last week. We'll see what happens. Intriguing story to watch. That's Dan Orlovsky. On the way, speaking of MVP, All right, Danny Jay's MVP frontrunner in the NBA. Later, boy. Might not expect this name.